2: Now
1: A group of squatters has taken over another house in southeast Portland. They're camping in the yard, vandalizing the home, even setting it on fire. And you can see in this video, neighbors' homes were threatened by the flames. Look at
4: that i remember during the height of the black lives matter riots in 2020 specifically when we were talking about portland how whenever i would tweet about the topic i would actually get replies from people trying to defend portland and one of the defenses that they wanted to use was the fact that the rioting and the attacks on the courthouse weren't actually happening everywhere in portland they were only happening in specific areas specific regions and specifically targeting the block in and around the courthouse that was consistently being attacked and for some reason people thought that this was a legitimate defense that this made it okay that this made it no big deal and i'm sure those same low iq individuals will look at the video that i opened with with a neighbor trying to put out a fire in an abandoned house next to his property and say well it's not the whole block it's just right there well it's not the whole neighborhood it's not the whole city of portland it's just the fire that's in your neighborhood that might jump over to your street but don't worry about it just in case your house burns down think about all the houses that didn't burn down it's like talking about the buildings on september 11th that weren't hit by airplanes and saying well they didn't collapse so therefore they're perfectly fine you're kind of not addressing the issue and trying to say, hey, look over there, this is a non-issue, and that doesn't really work for me. And it seems to not be working for this Portland community, and I'm going to explain to you throughout the course of this video how, of course, leftist policy, as we see time and time again, is allowing this chaos to go unchallenged. And the video that I opened with, with a neighbor trying to shoot a fire extinguisher over his fence to put out a fire before it sets his own property on fire, is one of four similar instances involving that same property that of course the city of portland refuses to address but before we get into this we need to talk about your weight we got a sponsor so let me chuck it to the sponsor two-handed chuck right there then we'll bring it back over here and we'll discuss this whole thing on the other side you'll be moved by my discussion if you're concerned about your weight you're not alone a recent survey showed about half of all americans are looking to lose weight and one of the best things you could do for weight loss is go over to KetoWithJustice.com and get yourself this amazing keto powder. I've talked about before about how members of my family are on the keto diet, and they swear by the powder over at Keto With Justice, which has five different key ingredients that helps jumpstart and prolong the ketosis process. And you can get this for yourself off 60-day money-back guarantee at KetoWithJustice.com. That's KetoWithJustice.com. What's the word? KetoWithJustice.com.
1: Threatened by the flames. Look at that. So what can be done about this? Blair Best takes a look.
4: So again, you have this guy using a fire extinguisher. Again, shooting it over the fence. Probably not the most efficient use of a fire extinguisher. But even the local news reporter is saying, Wow, look at that. Isn't this amazing video? And I have to say credit where credit is due, this is in fact amazing video. However, living next to this area is not amazing. Also, when you're wondering why this guy didn't want to step on the property, that will be revealed in time because it turns out fires and homeless people causing chaos, vandalizing the neighborhood, is only one component of how bad it actually is. In fact, They're also dealing with a flood of needles all over the property, so one of the reasons why this guy chose to shoot the fire extinguisher from over the fence is due to the fact that stepping on that property will likely result in him getting pricked with needles, and obviously you're not going to be watching where you step when there's a fire. So yeah, it's really bad in this neighborhood, but again, let's get into the local news segment so you could hear how terrible it actually is.
5: It's the piercing sound of a neighborhood on the defense. Workers remove damaged fence posts. Jacob Adams' latest attempt to block his family from the house next door.
4: So one of the things that doesn't get emphasized when everybody's trying to be so empathetic to the homeless and so empathetic to the criminals is the fact that the cost of being a law-abiding citizen is going up dramatically while the cost of criminality is dropping significantly. So what you see in the open of this video is workers that have to be hired by the homeowner removing the damage damaged portions of his fence that he had to put up in the first place in order to protect his property and his family from the homeless squatters that are allowed to go unchecked in the neighboring home and on top of that when you have an abandoned house that is flooded with drug using homeless people that drives down the property value of your neighborhood so he's losing equity in his home he's spending money to erect defensive structures against these people then those things are getting damaged so he has to pay again out of pocket in order to fix the damage to his home to his defensive structures that he shouldn't have to put up in the first place if not for the fact that the city of Portland refuses to do their damn job. It's been... It's been horrible.
5: He lives next to one of the many abandoned homes in Southeast Portland, overrun by squatters.
4: Explosions and theft and screaming and pounding at three o'clock in the morning on the roof. Now, look, I love the American spirit. I love the way that these people are still kind of excited to talk to the news cameras. So he's actually sounding a bit jovial. in when he's talking about how there's explosions, there's thefts, there's all these different issues. There's loud noises at three o'clock in the morning and all of that. But this is is a tragic tale and there's a reason why he's coming to the news regardless of the bit of excitement i can hear in his voice
5: so we are going to approach this house right now it seems a little alarming just by the looks of it there's a lot of graffiti and x's on the doors Um, you can clearly see that there's been a pretty big fire so here we go this video shows a fire in mid-february at the property spreading to adam's fence and tree
2: while i'm putting the fire out my wife is
4: hysterical and Propane tanks are igniting off within feet from my face.
5: He says it felt like a war zone.
4: And uh, I'm thinking, is this going to be, am I going to, you know, save my wife and my house and then I'm not going to be around or, you know, critically injured? Yeah, so there's a fire going on. And, of course, these homeless people are using propane tanks in order to heat themselves in the campment that they set up. So those tanks are going off. So this person, just living his life, just trying to live with his family, is risking his life in order to save his property while all of these explosives because basically these propane tanks are acting as explosives are going off one by one by one during the course of this whole process again For some reason, this is considered a reasonable thing for him to deal with, because I don't know if you guys know this, but homeless people have a natural right, according to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, ordained by God and protected in the Constitution, to camp wherever they please, set the neighborhood on fire, leave propane tanks all about without any care for it, and you have the right to deal with the consequences and risk your life just trying to save your property while your wife screams in horror as you might potentially lose everything. Isn't this a great country? Isn't the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals oh so empathetic? Isn't this the best way to do with homeless people? And for all those people who talked about how the Black Lives Matter riots were only concentrated in Portland for a 100 straight days in the blocks near and around the courthouse, I just want to point out that there are other neighborhoods, and this is for them, that probably weren't affected specifically by this fire. I mean, the person across the street, and then down the block probably didn't have to deal with the propane tanks exploding in their face. And by leftist logic, maybe that means that this is a non-problem because it was only exploding in front of this guy's face and not the whole neighborhood or the whole city of Portland. Wow, wow, wow. This is totally a reasonable way to discuss problems.
5: All right. So we're in the backyard now and we're watching our step because there's lots of needles and empty tequila bottles here in the yard. Now we're told that no one is here right now. We've tried you know, checking on the tent. No one's been home, but told that they come back at night. Now, if you look this way, this is the damage from the most recent fire.
4: So the news crew points out that there's tequila bottles. Who cares about that? I mean, it's litter and it's disgusting, but there's also hypodermic needles all across this. Now, of course, the city of Portland, like many left wing cities, does needle exchanges and the result
3: of these needle exchanges.
2: Order now
1: FighterFlare.com Flare
4: is that they're being given out one way and they end up on the streets so it's dangerous for anybody to approach this property but what I find crucially important is that there's a giant tent on this property it is quite visible but you can't move that tent because I don't know if you know this, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal says that that tent is actually protected by rights ordained by God and in our Constitution. Your natural constitutional right to camp on a property that you don't own says that fires to it and use needles all around in order to defend your structure. It's in Article 7, Section 45 of the Constitution. Just as the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals.
5: Now, if you look this way, this is the damage from the most recent fire. Neighbors tell us this isn't the first time that this home has caught on fire. This is actually the fourth. Another thing they shared with us is that they often smell secondhand fentanyl smoke wafting over their fence.
4: Well, like I said in the open, and it was just confirmed for you right there. This isn't the first time that there was a fire on the structure. As you can see, the damage is quite significant. And apparently, they're smoking fentanyl, which I didn't even know was a smokable thing. I thought people injected that. What do I know about drug use anyway? And that smell is just permeating throughout the course of the neighborhood. But it's okay, because remember, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals said that these people have to have their God-ordained right to camp out on this property protected by the constitution and you can't do anything related to it because again how dare you try to disturb these homeless drug addicts who are setting the property on fire because they're insane and violent from exercising their constitutional rights to reign terror across your community and since there are other communities that aren't being set on fire according to the left this isn't actually that big of a deal for those people, because think about all the people who aren't dealing with this, and that somehow will erase the people who are actually dealing with this. The Portland police have been amazing, um, which has been really, really nice. Uh, but they can't enforce laws when the homeowner doesn't trespass the people that are living there.
5: When it comes to squatters, police can only act if they can prove there's criminal trespassing, which has to come from the homeowner.
4: So right here, we hear from the local news and from the neighbor that the police are showing up, they're trying to do what they can, but for whatever reason, the homeowner or the property owner is not trespassing these people, and therefore, for some reason, the city of Portland is completely powerless in being able to do anything. Now, Now, I happen to live in a major metropolitan area that has left-wing governance, and I can just tell you that is objectively nonsensical. Sure, you might not be able to trespass certain individuals without express authorization from the homeowner. However, there are ways to ensure that the homeowner actually does initiate that trespass, and one of the ways is by enforcing the various regulations on property management that everyday citizens have to deal with. One of the funniest things is that this guy talked about how his tree actually caught fire due to the fact that these insane drug addled homeless people set this building on fire. Well, if this person were to shave a branch off of his tree, you can bet your bottom dollar that the city of Portland would be out there fining and doing all this stuff because there's all these rules and regulations that you have to follow when you own a property in an actual legitimate way. ...in these places that you can be fined for, and those can be the pettiest, most ridiculous things, the most obvious things that the city tries to manage. However, for some reason, this person is allowed to abandon their property to the earth... And then people are allowed to camp in it, throw needles all the way around, and there's no way to hold the homeowner responsible or accountable for that. All of a sudden, all the regulations that are so prominent in these big cities don't exist because, again, we're talking about the God-ordained right of these homeless people to absolutely destroy this neighborhood. Did I mention that there are other parts of Portland that aren't being destroyed by these homeless people?
5: What's the response been like from the homeowner?
1: practically nothing as far as I'm concerned he's irresponsible he didn't want to do anything with it
5: we talked on the phone with a person who represents the owner of this building he tells us that the plan is to demolish the building and that they understand how difficult this has been for the neighbors they tell us they're not sure yet if they're going to rebuild given how hard the situation is for everyone involved well, the local
4: news was able to track down the homeowner or representative from the homeowner and they said that the plan is to demolish the building and we understand how hard and sad it is for the rest of the neighborhood again the issue is you're not trespassing these people so they're allowed to be there according to their god-ordained rights and there's no enforcement mechanism against you one of the things that you typically have to do when you have a structure like this at least this is true in my city is put up a wooden fence especially when you intend to do construction but apparently they don't have to do that in this scenario because you know i i whatever who cares it's it's not a big deal i'm really looking to get out of here I just, I graduated from David Douglas High School in 57. This is my neighborhood, but I just can't put up with this anymore. Now, this is one of the things that I find absolutely troubling and one of the saddest issues because this is a guy who is invested in the community, he cares about the area. He's been there, obviously an old timer, since he graduated high school, likely well before that. But he's done with it, and he's going to have to move out. And what does this guy have to do in order to move out? He's going to end up selling his property for less than what it's worth, because anybody moving into this area has to deal with this eyesore and the actual dangers of these people. And the city of Portland, again, won't do anything because they just decided that this is A-OK behavior, and the only thing that they'll likely do is probably give these people more and more needles so that they could litter the area, maybe give them some matches and some extra propane tanks, you know, because God forbid you do anything to deal with the homeless population other than consistently enable the homeless people. And again, one of the things I find hilarious is that tent is awfully clean. That tent looks awfully taken care of. So these people are capable of taking care of what they consider to be theirs, but everybody else's property they could care less about they don't mind it setting it on fire they don't mind all these other negative consequences because that's no big deal and again nobody takes responsibility and there's no city enforcement because why would the city dare do anything appropriate in any scenario after all we're talking about the city of portland i'm so tired of seeing these stories i'm so tired of hearing about how nothing can be done when i know multiple different scenarios and i can give you story after story of over-regulation and over-punitive measures against property owners that are doing the right thing, that are taking care of their property, but they happen to put their recycling can on the left side instead of the right side, so all of a sudden the Department of Sanitation is fining them thousands and thousands of dollars. This idea that Portland is totally incapable of dealing with this is absurd. This is a choice, and it's because Portland has largely given itself over to the dumbest, most idiotic, left-wingers humanly possible a bunch of trust fund socialists who think that in reality those homeless people that are setting everything on fire they're the real victims and the actual perpetrators i don't know if you guys are aware of this is the guy who put out the fire because he dared to think that he could own a home how could you treat housing as a commodity and try to defend it we should have communal housing kind of like this crappy rundown thing that just caught fire the answer is no absolutely not you need to enforce the damn law get these people off the streets out of the neighborhoods don't let them throw needles everywhere stop giving them the needles don't give them money or anything like that make them get out go to shelters if they have drug addiction they need to seek help and when they're committing crimes here's a shocking idea a shocking theory of how to govern a city you put them in jail you arrest them well last time i checked arson is a crime last time i checked even littering is a crime last time i checked leaving dangerous biological material just strewn about where kids can pick it up and prick themselves also likely a crime but for whatever reason this is just like oh well no big deal if the homeowner doesn't declare them to be trespassers i guess we can't do anything it's ridiculous it's absurd and it needs to stop but hey those are just my thoughts let me know your thoughts down in the comments below if you like this video yes show me by leaving a like you can subscribe for more content you can follow me on all my social medias you can support me via the support links in the description box of this video this has been me talking about this crazy situation in portland Till next time.
2: Order now.